Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a tall glass of podcast. This is Mike. I'm joined with with Jim. As always, Jim, how are you? I'm good, Mike. How you doing? Jim, today? What are you drinking? What are you drinking tonight? I'm uh, drinking a tall glass, a Blue Mountain Coors Light. CL minus. Oh, yeah. Nice. Nice. I'm what about you? White Tide. It's a white tide. It's an off brand from Aldi's, but um, times are tough, and that's all we can afford right now. Inflation. Speaking, a real bitch. speaking of people with low income, I want to get into the subject of today's podcast. Today, ladies and gentlemen out there, we want to talk a little bit about something that, to me, is Americana. You've got baseball, you've got apple pie, and then you've got pyramid schemes. <laughs> and I think me and Jim and 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 folks out there, I think we've all uh, had our experience with multi-level marketing or pyramid schemes um, throughout our lives. Folks, maybe some of you are in them right now. <laughs> and, and that's why we're here today. We want to talk a little bit about them, define what they are. I, I The subject it, itself fascinates me. Jim, I know it does to you as well. Um, it's just it's just an interesting thing to talk about, interesting thing to go, uh, go into. Um, and I think first and foremost, Jim, uh, we need to kind of define what a pyramid scheme scheme is. What do you, what do you, uh, aren't you I'm going to throw it to you. Give me a, a broad strokes. What we're talking about, we're talking about pyramid scheme. Yeah. So you start off like with the guy or gal who comes up with the idea that if they can recruit, let's say three people to purchase a product or pay into a system. And then those three people can then create more business by recruiting three each. Now you're at nine and then those nine create recruit three more and it just keeps growing and growing and it creates this scheme where the people that are newest to the organization and are the most recent recruits and buying into the system are funding the people at the top who are benefiting from all those people purchasing into a system. So Jim, I think you hit the nail on the head when you kept saying the word recruit. And I think that that by and large, that is the structure. Like normally there is a product and the product is incidental. It, the product means nothing. Normally, it's not, it's not it's like the, the main Nobody revenue generator, right? Nobody wants to No, Well, it can't, it can't be by its design. It's always something that's marked up four or five times what, what it's, it's competitors selling for the idea is to sell recruitment. The idea is to get other people to sell that same product. And, uh, and, and that's how you, 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 you yourself, I guess, could make money. But at the end of the day, um, it's not on actual sales. And that's how the FTC is able to crack down on some of these organizations. And when they say that, hey, listen, majority of the income is coming from people who are buying into it, but not right. actually selling this product, whether it be, it could be anything. I mean, we'll go through some examples, but these pyramid schemes, I mean, they're selling and, anything and everything, but not selling anything and everything. But it's, it's interesting too, because there is a nuance between multi-level marketing and pyramid schemes and it's, it's it can become very gray, but there are it's a, active, it's a thin line. It's a thong, it's a thong sized line. Right. I, I agree. But for some reason, some are allowed to continue on like an Avon um, or some of the other 
like deemed legitimate companies that use the same tactics when it comes to getting people to recruit more people to buy the product over and over. I think the biggest difference though is why Avon is able to do it and something like a Herbalife was not and deemed a, a pyramid scheme is because well, we'll one, <laughs> like you said, like the percentage of, of revenue generated, how it breaks out between new recruitment, buying in and actually selling of the product. And two, um, just like the, whether or not, it, like how, how it originated, like did it originate as a, as a product with like a, an infrastructure to build the product? Or was it something that, like you said, the product was kind of the afterthought. Um, right. But multi-level marketing doesn't necessarily imply that it's an illegal pyramid scheme. So, um, so folks, I want to just throw a disclaimer real quick. Some of you listening may be part of the pyramid scheme right now. You might not know it. You might be fooled. You might have the, the wool pull over your eyes. We're not here to pass judgment. You might think it's a great thing and you're doing well with it. And, and again, I'm not here to criticize. I'm just here. I love talking about it. I love digging into these, these things because truly, you know, they are something to behold when you zoom out over what these companies are doing. So, Jim, I think we should start off by maybe talking a little bit about how we've been uh, approached and we've come in contact with multi-level marketing and or pyramid schemes in our lives. Jim, yeah. I'd like you to. I have two, two stories. So, sure, um, it, dude. The first one was I was still in the Marine Corps. I was out um, in Southern California living out there. We went into a Barnes and Noble, which God knows why we went into a Barnes and Noble. Giant pyramid scheme. (laughs) God knows why we went into a Barnes and Noble. I mean, Amazon sells it for, you know, half the price and you don't got to deal with the the weirdo employees coming up to you. But, you know, we from time to time we go to Barnes and Noble and this dude comes up to me probably early twenties. I was mid twenties at the time. And, uh, it's like, <laughs> you know, uh, the scene in Dumb and Dumber, you. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you know, the scene in Dumb and Dumber is like, why are you going to the airport you flying somewhere? That was yeah. essentially what he like opened up with. He was like, gotcha. he had like a book yeah. in his hand. He's like, so you interested, in a, you interested in buying a book? I'm like, yeah. yeah. That's why I'm yeah. uh, at Barnes and Noble no, looking at the aisle. Jerk off. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually getting my oil changed in the back. So I'm like, I'm like, and he looked like a Marine, um, you know, the haircut, like age, everything. So I'm like, yeah, man. Um, <laughs> and uh, he's like, so, wh- wh- I think it was in like that very front section where it's like, there's a lot of like self-help and like business books, like Wolf of Wall Street, how to beat the stock market and how to like, maximize your time and life and all those like right. self-help, like very highly sold books. And that's the section I was just walking around in and uh, he's like, Oh, what, like what genre? And I'm like, yeah, just like this general area, like business books and like, you know, um, yeah, motivational books. And he's like, Oh, uh, we end up getting to talking and he is so clearly asking me so many very personal, unnecessary questions. And I keep like, trying to be nice. Cause he looks like he's a Marine. And I'm like, you how know, personal. how personal are we talking? I'm trying to remember. He, we got which, to the point where he was like, Oh, you, you know, like, you, which is not uncommon, but he was like, Oh, you're, you're a Marine. Yeah. You're stationed on Camp Pendleton. Yeah. I mean, it's like 10 you're minutes down the road. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and then he's asking what unit I'm in and he's like, Oh, you staying in how long you been in you staying getting out. This is all relatively normal, except I, this guy just came out to me and it was like yeah. very forward and all this stuff. And, 
you know, I'm, I'm being nice, but I'm also like kind of trying to give him the body language. Like, just leave me the fuck alone. Like, I don't really want right. to talk to you. Shannon yeah, wasn't hard near me. <laughs> yeah. My wife wasn't around. And, uh, anyway, she, he, was she, the Barnes and Noble? she was in the Barnes and Noble. She was in a different oh, section. Okay. Um, and eventually he's, you know, basically like, well, you know, uh, if you need any help figuring out what you want to do after the Marine Corps, um, you know, I, I know a few people that could definitely help. Like, what's your number? Let me, let me get your number. And like, I felt very awkward and I was like, yeah, like, okay, fine, I'll give you my number. So I gave him my number again, I think because he was a Marine, I was like, you know, if, if a random person had done this, I would have been like, just leave me alone. But I was like, yeah, here's my number. So yeah. I'm thinking like, that's the end of the story. Well, I got a text from him a couple days later, of course. And uh, right. he's like, um, you know, I want to introduce you to the, my pastor. He's Oops. really changed my life. Yeah, hold um, on. And um, time out, time out, time out, folks <laughs> out there. Don't ever give your number. Do not ever give your number to anybody at a bookstore. If somebody asks for your number, you give them your number, but one digit off. Could be any digit. You give them one digit off. That, just that wouldn't have worked. That wouldn't have worked because he was. It would have worked. He was. He was going to text me, and he wanted to make sure I got the. I got the text on the spot. You, you know, people do that. You know, yeah. Say, yeah, I got it. It's on silent. Here, what did you, did you say hi? Yeah, you said yeah. hi. Okay, here, I got it right here. So I got it. I mean, if he was a total stranger, which I guess he was, but he was in the Marine Corps. Um, so I was like, oh, whatever. So, um, and he was like an enlisted Marine. He like he was also getting out. So you know, it was more like also too if he needed any any help with things because Marines take care of each other. So, um, so he texts me a couple days yeah, later, and. Uh, He's like, I want you to introduce you to my pastor. You know, he's like helping oh, people like getting out of the military. He's got this really good business to get involved in. And I basically text him back. I'm like, hey, dude, no thanks. Like basically leave me alone. So that was the end of that. No want, big deal. I don't want to um, fuck you. <laughs> the next one was I'm out of the military. This is less than a year ago. Um, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Go back to your first story. Was that a pyramid scheme or did he just, just want you to find Jesus? I don't even know what the ending of that story is. I don't know. Maybe you wanted to. Dude, he it definitely, he could have been a missionary. And that's where the lines like, begin folks, to, you know. Folks at home, folks at home, that guy he could have been evangelical. He saw that Jimmy had blood on his boots and was like, this, this man needs to be saved. You know, <laughs> he needs to be saved. And they, and he's like, I, I want you to meet my pastor. And Jimmy's like, fuck you. <laughs> so, yeah, essentially. That's um, necessarily, but uh, all right. Let's so, get to the next one. Yeah, so the next one. So I got homeless a, man came to me on the street. Was like, can I have some change? And I was like, fuck <laughs> the you. Bastard was basically Bernie Madoff. <laughs> um, yeah, right. Go so ahead. I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. No, you're good. I uh, I get a direct message on LinkedIn, which you know what LinkedIn is, right, Mister Blue Collar? Yeah, where you meet people. Yes, I know what LinkedIn is. I don't, I'm not part of it though. Okay. So LinkedIn um, messaged me. I was not a connection of his. We were not like, you know, connected or friends or whatever LinkedIn calls it. And sends me this long thing. And he's basically like, yeah, I've, I've worked in the government. Um, I recently came in uh, touch with the guy once my wife and I moved to this area where he like, it sounded like he was like this guy that he knows is like a shadow or like an angel investor, like a shadow investor kind of guy. Um, like a silent partner, let's say, like fronts the okay, money okay. and doesn't want to get involved. Okay, yeah. And the whole thing was like, he looks for veterans that exhibit what he calls glass house leadership. Um, and like, 
sounds, basically that sounds fucking that sounds really good dude he's like that sounds you know like you want to be a part of sends me this long message i contact a couple of my buddies that i know and they're like yeah this guy's definitely also contacted me because i could see he was like connected like he became friends on linkedin with other people i knew so he was just yeah. going around sending out this message but i and this time i was dead certain it was it and i was bored and i'm like yeah i kind of want to kind of well, want to go down this road that's important to mention so you start to get like a feeling that what I, you're dude from the the initial unsolicited email before i even replied back to well, him it's at the back of your head it's like this thing that you're like wait a it minute. makes no sense he's like we we we, we want to bring in people that are like part of that like glass house, these trades glass house like marines yeah like yeah. glass house yeah. leadership like you're transparent yeah. and you're like a good character person and all this stuff like they're trying to like stroke your ego and make you seem like this is like an elite club kind of thing yeah, yeah, yeah. so but I, dude i was I, I knew I was 95% sure. And I'm like, yeah, I want to, I want to <laughs> play this game a little bit. So yeah, I replied to him like, the the I'm like, yeah, I'm always looking for new opportunities. Blah, I got blah, 20 blah. Let's... Grand in cash. What can you do with it? <laughs> I'm like, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's chat. So he sends me this. It gets so good. He sends me a zoom, a zoom meeting uh, invite. Oh, all right. Which was oh, weird. Geez. Cause I, I, I actually realized when he, after he sent it, I never gave him my email address, but he somehow sent me that fucking Zoom invite. That's weird. But maybe on Zoom, you can find somebody and send it. I don't know if they have a profile, whatever. He yeah. sends it. So anyway, we, we, we exchanged a couple messages. We decided to meet. Okay, boom, we're going to meet. Right. I turn on the camera. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's him uh-huh. and his wife. And I'm like, yeah. okay, yeah. here we go. Yes. And they're like, yeah. At no yeah. point during our messaging did he ever mention his wife was also going to be on this call. And I'm like, here we go. And they're sitting there and they're talking like, was she, to me. Was she looking or what are we talking here? What'd you say? She looking or what was yeah. the, mm-hmm. what was the vibe? Okay. So he's got confidence. Yeah. That's, that's where the confidence comes yeah. for him. And like, so we ended up chatting and he's asking me like, why, you know, how has your been experience in corporate America since you, you know, left the Marine Corps? I'm like, yeah, it's corporate America. There's, there's got good parts, stability. It's got bad parts, bureaucracy, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you know, do you ever just want to like, you ever just wanted to like control your own destiny and like, you know, your merit is worth whatever you do. And like, it's the total pitch. And I'm just sitting there like, Oh my God, this guy. And I'm on a zoom call. And if someone says, do you want to continue? control your own destiny i start to i stand up i start to drop my pants right my pants first then my underwear <laughs> and i just show them what i say here's your destiny right here buddy <laughs> and uh so he ends up like basically going into so we spend like 30 minutes with him asking me direct questions about me and i'm being like very you know not really yeah. giving him a whole you time. know because you know. this time i knew so from the very beginning and like, like I'm not just saying this to like save like, face now. I'm in too deep. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I'm not just saying this to save face now because no, I, sure. I knew from the beginning what it was. I just, I was too intrigued to let it go. I wanted yeah. to see, like, I wanted to pull the thread a little bit. So he asked those questions of being very like, you know, deflective and stuff. And finally, like 35 minutes in, I'm like, okay, so tell me about this opportunity. Like you've been asking me all this stuff. Like you're the one selling me on this thing. Like what's here about it? And yeah. the first thing he said was, well, before I get started, I just want you to know, this isn't like one of those schemes. <laughs> oh, and I'm like, yeah. that's exactly what someone in a yeah. scheme would say yeah. to someone. 
And he's like, right. he basically, I'm trying, I was thinking all day before the, we started recording what exactly he said, but it was basically a mix of like business sales marketing. Like he basically like jammed like three words together and was like, this is what we generally do and you should do it. And I was like, yeah, um, no, thanks. And, and how long, how long was this meeting for? It was like 45 minutes. So holy shit. And then at the end of it, you had to like look him in the eye and say, I'm not interested. I told him I'd let him know. And then I just, you know, <laughs> I was like, yeah, sorry, dude, no way. He was a nice guy. Like but, I genuinely, yeah, I genuinely don't think that he dude. understood what he was pitching to me. Yeah. Like, I think he was yeah. a true believer in whatever he was telling me because in yeah. his eyes, he like quit the rat race and was like, now, sufficient off of these like this the funds he was bringing in doing this exact thing that like yes he felt like totally out like on his own self-made man doing this and like there was no downside and i'm sitting there like the fact that you said it's not a scheme right should immediately especially when you don't have a fucking product and you're just like yeah we uh we look for glass house leadership and business sales marketing like there was no teeth or substance to any of it so yeah um yeah, that's my story. Mike, what about you? You know, I don't have many stories. I only have one, but um, this was back in high school. And in high school, I was in, uh, this would have been like my junior year. I was in the, uh, let's call it the uh, underachievers math class. I guess there was, you know, there was geometry, trigonometry, but in our school, there was concepts of geometry. And concepts right. Yeah. Of like they're not actually teaching you. I was, you know. Geometry. Yeah. So You're I too, was, I was, in, yeah. I was in geometry and the, and after a year of geometry, the teacher was like, let's put you in concepts of trigonometry. I'm like, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. So I we was had a in class. concepts of trigonometry. We had a class uh, <laughs> in, our, in our school called science in the news as a, instead of okay. like biology, oh, no. science in yeah. the news and people oh, called boy. it science in the snooze because <laughs> 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 it was like first period people would just sleep through it. So. So I was in concepts of trigonometry and uh, this kid Joe comes up to me and uh, he's like, listen, man, I'm selling energy drinks. I'm like, oh, really? He's like, yeah. And uh, I think you should get in on it. It's pretty lucrative. Um, But really, um, and of course, I'm in the, I'm in the concepts of trigonometry class i look around everybody there is drinking energy drinks you're <laughs> in one of those classes where everybody is drinking energy drinks. you're like you know you're right this is a pretty lucrative business i need to get in on this shit joe's like you need to get in on it you need to sell these energy they're, they're organic energy drinks whatever the fuck that means it's like you got to get in on this he's like cage really? free free range grass-fed yeah right drinks. exactly yep. energy drinks he's like but really what you want to do is you want to get other people to sell them. I'm like, all right, dude. <laughs> okay. You, you got you got me. You got me on the on the line. Let's let's see where this goes. And and I'm in the dumb math class, but I remember thinking, I'm like, wait a minute, you want me to get three people? And in our in our high school, we had a lot of kids in our high school, but we had different floors and different they were called the 100s, the 200s, the 300s, and the 400. That was our our high school was broken up. And I remember even in my dumb math head doing the math and saying, wait a minute, 
if I get three people and everyone in this class gets three people, that's all of the 400s. If all of the 400s gets three people, that's the whole high school. This pyramid scheme literally has three levels before it collapses. That's mm-hmm. it. The whole high school is, I mean, you can go beyond that point, but like then you're like, once you go to the next level, and that's the other thing about pyramid schemes is the numbers don't compute. They grow exponentially. You cannot sure. keep going to the next level and say, hey, sell this to three people. You get to the point where you're going to have to drive an hour and a half out of your way to find new territory. Like the numbers don't compute. I know with the internet and stuff like that, you can, you can reach and that's yeah. what they're doing with these, these multi-level marketing schemes that are all on Facebook and, and, and whatnot. But um, I said, Joe, I said, uh, that sounds like a pyramid scheme. He's like, listen, I don't know what it is. All I know is you need to get people underneath you to sell stuff. That way it doesn't affect you. I'm like, yes, Joe, that is a pyramid scheme. That's what we've been, that's what we've been discussing. So did you, uh, did you do the, the Jim Halper no. where you just drew the, yeah, the triangle on the board to <laughs> explain to Michael Scott? <laughs> I thought about it in my head, but I was like, yeah, Joe, I mean, I don't think it's going to work out. And it's, it's always a gimmick usually with these products, right? It's like, well, these aren't just any energy drinks. These are organic energy drinks. Um, some sort of gimmick to where you think you're going to generate sales, but well, at the also end of the too, day, Also too, they're asking you, if, if they're asking you to be the consumer, the salesman, the HR yeah. recruiter, and the marketer, I don't know what business classes, uh, yeah, right, you know, right. what, what business school teaches that as a business model, but that should immediately raise the flag yes. of like, okay, Possible. hang on. I thought I was the, the consumer. I thought I was just the, the guy buying it. Now I'm also in on it and I'm going to be recruiting people, selling the product and finding new territory and marketing for the product. Hmm. Yeah. It's a little weird. Yeah. And again, it's usually in this organic energy drink. I'm like, yeah, dude, you're selling it for $6 a can. You can get a can of Monster up the street for two bucks. And everybody in this dumb math class is drinking Monster. You're not going to convince these people not to drink this drink because it's organic. These are teams. They don't give a shit. There's no market for it. This, and it's, and, and, and again, you'll notice in these schemes always, you will notice that the product itself is incidental. They know they can't sell it in most cases. And, you know, we'll talk about that. There are some companies that actually do focus more on the product, but uh, they're not technically pyramid schemes. But yeah, so that's, you know, that's that. And I think Jim brought up Herbalife, which is a perfect example. Folks out at home, you turn on your Netflix. There's a great movie, Jim, you should watch this one too. It's called Betting on Zero. And it's about Herbalife. And how this guy named Ackerman, you might know him. He's like this huge investor. I forget what his first name is. No. Okay. He's like, he starts shorting the stock for Herbalife. He's like, because I've done some research. It's a giant pyramid scheme. <laughs> so he starts shorting the stock. And they're like, what are, you, what are you doing, Ackerman? Why, why are you doing this? And he's like, oh, it's a giant pyramid scheme. And then they dive into, and I think since the documentary, I mean, since that, what Ackerman did and all that stuff, um, 
I think Herbalife has changed its business model so that it fits within the FCC regulation of a multi-level marketing scheme. You brought that up earlier, Jim. I think basically what a, the, the advent of multi-level marketing schemes have been that when pyramid schemes were getting dinged by the, F, the, uh, the FTC, right. they basically said, like, what do we have to do to make us not a pyramid scheme? Well, you have to do this, this, that. And they're like, okay, we'll, we'll get right into those margins. And yep. now we're a multi-level marketing scheme. Uh, multi-level marketing scheme so i mean that's like do you um, remember do you remember being a kid and going to those there they were more common in the 90s they still do exist though like a tupperware I actually, party i what's that like a tupperware party i have no idea what that is oh go yes no, that's exactly yeah. what i'm talking about where like yeah, you yeah, go yeah. and like your mom would be like with her friends they'd be like drinking wine or whatever and like right, buying right. these overpriced kitchenware but like the person who hosted the party like got discounts on the stuff based on how much they sold yeah but that's a that's a multi-level marketing but it's 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 a legal one it's not illegal like a a pyramid scheme still stupid still like my least favorite my least favorite thing to go to as a as a kid it was like oh you're gonna go hang out with your cousins like oh sweet and We'd end yeah, up right. going to one of those. Great. Let's, like, while your mom awesome. spends all your dad's money, hard-earned money. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Yeah. He loved uh, those. Uh, uh, someone mean ran about Carl Lynch. <laughs> yeah, I bet he did. My uh, someone mean ran about no came to our house. I won't mention names, but someone mean ran about no came to our house to sell Cutco knives. Yep. Okay. And she and I had never heard at the time of Cutco knives. She shows up to sell Cutco knives. And first off, I'm like, I don't like someone coming to my house to sell me something. I don't care if you're my brother. Like, I don't, I just don't like no this. soliciting. And yeah. I just don't like it. So, but I'm like, I'll hear you out, whatever. You're trying to make some money. So she's, she's giving us this whole spiel about Cutco knives. She's like, oh, it's a lifetime warranty, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, all right, like, what do the knives cost? And the knives are like 10 bucks or more a piece for a fucking knife. Like the, the cheapest knife is like $15. And I'm like, I guess I'll take like, two of those i'm not buying the thousand dollar set you're trying to sell me like i don't need that many fucking knives i don't care if they have a lifetime warranty there's way too many fucking knives i don't care and i know how these lifetime warranties work you send it away and you're like wait a minute this looks like you tried to cut tin with it we're not honoring this this warranty um so i'm like now buy like two and she was like like disheartened by that and uh um immediately after she left i i went on i'm like is cutco knife company a pyramid scheme because i'm like what's going on with this thing yeah it's a little different so they have to buy these people have to buy the knife set before they can sell them so these people are dropping an initial investment of like a thousand bucks before they're allowed to sell this product which in and itself you're like what the what yeah you have to spend I have no money. That's why I'm trying to sell Cutco knives. <laughs> what makes you think I can drop a thousand dollars? And in, in, in this person's case, who knows? She might have borrowed the money from her parents. I don't fucking know. But it's like, again, the minute she walked the door, I'm like, it doesn't smell right. Something is not right in this situation. That's a that's a little bit different. Um, and there are other companies like that where you have to put down an initial investment first to even sell what what you're trying to. Uh, you know what you're trying to you have to buy before you can sell what you're trying to sell so um yeah i want to talk 
about Herbalife real quick. They do $4.8 billion in sales. Pretty decent, right? Pretty decent. Mm -hmm. um, 50%. It's, get this. More, uh, well, it's a little less than 50% of their customers. Uh, let me go back. 60%, right around 60% of their customers that are uh, of their employees that sell Herbalife products make approximately $7,000 a year. So the majority, the back, the, the backbone of their labor force is not making a lot of money. Right. So that's where you get the idea of like how income tr moves through that company, right? The, yeah, the flows people at the, the bottom, the, the, the majority yeah. of people, 60% of people in that company um, are, are just buying product and then not selling it or selling it and trying to get rid of it and whatnot. Um, only the top 1% makes more than $108,000 a year. So when you get to an actual income, it's only the top 1% which is America. No, I'm kidding. But, uh, uh yeah. <laughs> yeah. It sounds, so it's just sounds not, like a margin. Uh, some corporate bosses, uh, break like over their States. employees. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What I'm trying to say is buy Herbalife and try to sell it. No, but, uh, yeah, it's just fascinating to me. So how about Ponzi scheme? Truly is. So my understanding for Ponzi I'm is that. Go ahead, Jim. You, you give me the definition. Yeah. So it's similar in the sense that it, it has to do with, recruiting new people to feed the, the engine, um, the income engine, but it's, it's less about a pro like a fake product that's going off of a cliff. Yeah. Yeah. It's less about a fake product. That's like kind of an afterthought. It's more about, it, it's seen more as like an investment. So it's like, well, if you give us, if you front us 10,000 now, it's, it's, we will, we will, guarantee and anytime they talk about guarantees when you give someone money to because they'll they'll use it under like the guise of a business like hey i'm trying to build a a park let's or i'm trying to build an amusement park let's use that example a shopping center yeah <laughs> i need you to give me fifty thousand dollars and in a, in a legitimate business it would be like and depending on how well it does we might be able to make you five hundred thousand but there's a chance that you never see that 50,000. It's a useless, you know, project and we lose all our money. Well, the Ponzi scheme is no, no, no. We're going to guarantee you. If you give me 50,000, I'm going to return you 80,000, right. which should, again, the guarantee piece should immediately raise the, the eyebrow. Right. How can you guarantee? something? And the reason they can is because it's not about whatever, development project or thing they're investing money into that they're hoping to return value on what they're doing is they're also then recruiting more and more people getting them to put that principle up front and they're using that principle that the newest person just put in to pay the people who put in yep. a while back but it's like a pyramid scheme that if you keep building it out more and more people up at the top can get those kickbacks um, well i think you hit that when you said when you said uh uh principal investments like that's basically the ponzi scheme is you use principal investments to show returns so you've got one person and i mean it's different now in the digital age you can manufacture anything you want on a spreadsheet and say like, oh, yeah we've got 
we've got great growth. But you know, the initial thing is uh, the how Ponzi schemes worked in the past was you would take all these principal investments and say, hey, this is, and then shift it over to one guy and say, these are your returns. Well, now yeah. you've got them. You'd say, hey, look, I, I've I've returned three times on your investment. Let's yep. let the dice roll. Let's see how far we can take this. Um, and the big thing I think with Ponzi schemes too, the big difference to me is reputation. You have to establish in order to e execute a really good Ponzi scheme, you have to establish yourself as a reputable investor. It's Go more of a Schneider. white collar. It's more of a white collar yes. thing. You're right. Nobody, Bernie Madoff um, was a Bernie legitimate Madoff, um, dude. He, pro he, professional before he decided to go down this road, as far as I understand. Yes. And he had had many returns on his investments. Yeah. Um, he, I mean, you, again, Netflix crowd out there. I don't know if it's on fucking Netflix. There's a movie called The Wizard of Lies, starring Robert De Niro as Bernie Madoff. Watch it. Very good. There's a part where they're interviewing his son. And, they're, and, and I think it's the FTC or maybe the FBI, I don't know, somebody, probably the FTC that's interviewing him. And they're like, you never knew that your father was doing all this stuff. We find that hard to believe. And he's like, how the fuck didn't you know? You're the FTC. Like you, yeah. you audited him before. He had been yep. audited before. You audited him before. How did you not know? Like that, he's like, that's my dad. Like it's a different relationship. Your job. Right. Is the but it was his reputation. Um, the guy could pretty much get away with anything. Um, he founded NASDAQ basically, like that was his shtick. So, um, really, I didn't know that he, he couldn't, he couldn't, um, he, he formed the market as we saw it. I mean, he was, he was Bernie Madoff. So, um, again, reputation and, and in our own personal case with Joanne Schneider, and I mean, Jimmy can tell, we could delve into that if he wants, but, um, she was she had made money on real estate she had a reputation she was a legitimate yeah she was a legitimate and um, I think, land developer who yeah basically began as far as i understand she developed a ponzi scheme under the under the she was she was using some of the money to for capital investments into her real estate development projects yeah but she yeah. also to get people to invest in her, she was guaranteeing these kickbacks, which required an engine, which was the pyramid to create more right. people. Cause if you, if someone comes to you and says, Hey, I need 50,000, unless they're like someone you really trust, you're probably not going to give it to them. But if they say I need 50,000, but I guarantee you, I'm going to make you a hundred thousand. You're more likely to do I've it. Done, I've done it before, right? So, I mean, her big thing was the Cornerstone Project, which was going to be like a giant shopping strip plaza, massive fucking, um, right? you know, basically a Crocker Park on the west side of Cleveland, not as far west as Crocker Park, but luxury shopping experience, all this stuff. And she, again, had made money in the past, and she shows up to all these people and says, hey, this is what I'm doing. Get in on the ground floor. I'm going to make you rich. And I think her intentions were noble in the beginning. And she wanted to actually put this project you know, together to make this, this, this shopping plaza. But then again, you get to a point where you're in over your head. And I think she had had a, some sort of order from the FTC that says, like, hey, you cannot take any more new investments. New yes. Products. You can't take anyone's principal. Like she had, 
what like what do you want to call that like a, a gag order not a gag order but basically a, a season i think a season to like yeah i think they told you her not, you are done bringing in new investors yeah take any more money and i think i think for like years she kept you know she just oh, kept yeah. doing it. she yeah. kept taking the money because eventually you're like i'm in too deep i'm not trying to get into the mind of a ponzi scheme but like hey I'm in too deep. Let's see if we can get get it done. They actually just I feel like it's only been a couple of years now that they demoed what she had started to build over on the west side of Cleveland. So there's a news article, folks, if you want to look it up. Most of you probably know about it, but I think it was like Joanne Schneider Mini Madoff was the uh was the title of the uh of the newspaper article. And a lot of people me and Jimmy both know uh got swindled by this lady um in right. this area. So it could happen to anybody. And, and again, that's a Ponzi scheme. I guess the, the telltale signs, Jim, if I'm not mistaken, for those are like, I'm going to go through them, but like consistent growth, whether Guarantees. the market goes up or down. Guarantee consistent growth. Yeah. Like that's that's a red flag. Nobody nobody has that ever. It's, it's you know, it's ups and downs as the market goes. You know, you might be able to make some money somewhere, but it's never going to be like, like consistent what, uh, upwards growth. Yeah, it's like what McConaughey in uh, Wolf of Wall Street says. He goes, nobody knows that the market's going to go up, down, sideways, least of which stockbrokers. <laughs> so if someone's yeah. telling you they can guarantee, like, well, you know, working yeah. at a big bank like I do, I can tell you every single wealth management related um, presentation I see or anything that has like our banks like um, recommended, like oh, buy this, buy that type of thing. The disclaimer is very clear, like investments may lose you money or gain you money yeah. based off like yeah. it's a legal disclaimer. So when someone's talking about guarantees, you know, in very literal terms, um, yeah, you're probably dealing with some shady folks. And that's what and, that's what Joanne Schneider was doing. She was guaranteeing something like 15 percent return. I mean, yeah. You know, the only thing that's a guarantee is like a savings account, which is like let that right now, like less than one percent return. I mean, it's a joke. So if someone's guaranteeing you better than the market average return, there's a problem. And and folks at home, like you know, we with with COVID and everything that's happened, we have a lot of people on you know the gig economy people who have me. I mean, everything's are kind of back to normal now. Shops opening up, restaurants opening up. But there was a time when a lot of people on the gig economy were staying at home uh, and people were looking to see if they can still make money or maximize their, their money as much as they can. So I think it's important to talk about this stuff. I think um, you're going to see a lot more of these organizations and these types of people running these schemes. You're going to see more and more of it sprouting up. Um, everybody's looking for some new fangled way of making a buck out of 50 cents and so on and so forth. So it's important. It is so important that um, we keep our distance from these types of financial schemes, but at the same time, we respect them because they are truly American. <laughs> nothing, nothing is more American than taking capitalism and perverting it and just turning it on its side and, and using the ideas of being an entrepreneur, like, you're going to work for yourself. You, you know, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to uh, take Get out of the rat by the, race by the horns. Yeah. 
Yep. Get out of the rat race. All those ideas of like capitalism and entrepreneurship that are truly American and taking them and just using them to manipulate and to fuck people over. There's something so American about that. So from afar, you can say, wow, I really appreciate that guy's grift. It's <laughs> truly something. It really is. I think the guy who first started Herbalife, and you and fact check me at home, folks, the guy who first started Herbalife, he died. He overdosed on antidepressants. So this guy was running this this grift. He was running it hard and he knew. And, and every morning he'd wake up and look in the mirror and be like, what the fuck? How far can I take this? And eventually he, he could take it no farther. So it's uh it is truly something to to marvel at. Yeah, it is. Um it's amazing what people can come up with and, and how people can be so easily manipulated by um, the prospect of earning a wage through a non-traditional method. And I, th- I seriously think it has to do with, um, to a certain degree, with like the, 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 the evolution of technology over the, the past few decades, it's become less, it's, there's much more unique, unorthodox ways of making money. Like you could become a YouTube um, oh yeah, dude. Oh, you know, content like, creator, yeah. and like, yeah, I, and that—that's obviously a legitimate thing you can do. I'm not like that. I love the fact that the free market has made that a new thing. Or like, random people on Instagram just putting out content can like get sponsored and make money. Cool. I don't. I don't care. That's that's the beauty of you know our system. But at the same time, so many people want that that they're willing to put down their guard for something that comes up that's like. You know, like I said, like what he was, what that guy, that second example was pitching to me is like, you really want to work for a corporate boss who's like, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, they could fire you at a whim because they had a bad quarter. Like, don't you want to come and free yourself of that and like be on your own? Like right. they're playing Sleep into those wife. like. <laughs> yeah, but no, and it's not only that, Jim, but like people, you underestimate how many people are unhappy with their job day to day. They just, they're looking for a way out. They're just looking. They've been looking for a long time, and they're like, "Okay, they're they're like either I'm going to hang myself in my garage, or I'm going to join a multi-level marketing scheme." It's the, the first person who gets me gets my business. The first, the, I don't care what they're selling, they get it. It's gotten that bad where people aren't happy, and they just want away. And and again, now it's gotten to the point where I've seen. I was doing some research. You know, these, these companies are saying like, oh, this could be your side hustle. All right, sell a couple of shakes, you yep. know, sell a couple of energy drinks, sell a couple of, um, you know, whatever it might be. And, and it'll be your side hustle. Make a couple of cash on the side. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you're not going to make anything. Amway is like one of the biggest ones that like it's been going on forever. I know they've restructured too. Um, but again, their members, their starting members are making about $10,000 a year. So, you know, it's not. And then if you go from silver to gold at Amway, you can make $14,000 a year. Now, these people have to have other jobs. I'm assuming they have to be working somewhere sure. else. It's not a place to make a career out of. Um, and that's an $8.4 billion a year industry. Amway. So, you think what what percentage of people do you think actually know they're wrapped up in the scheme and decide to roll forward with it versus people that are naive and just think that uh, well I'm making money so it must be legitimate. 
a percentage of people who are in already in the scam know that they're in the scam? What are you yeah. asking? Yeah, exactly. Uh, how many people are, okay, you're asking how many people who like, let's say Herbalife, how many people who are working for Herbalife know that they're in a scam? Yes. Like I wonder what okay, percentage I, I would are. Say, I would say like the 60% of them, 60% of them, they've got a feeling or they know that there's a problem. And, but the problem is they bought $2,000 worth of fucking shakes that are sitting <laughs> in their garage. And they're like, well, I'm fucking in it. So I have to sell this shit and get this shit out of my house. Um, I think, and it's a cognitive dissonance thing, right? So they probably go back and forth in their own mind. They're like, this is a fucking scam. But they're like, wait a minute. But I watched the video and there's people on jet skis and stuff. So, I mean, I can make it. If I, if I work hard enough, if I, if, I put, if I put my nose to the grindstone, I will become a platinum level Herbalife representative. And that's going to entitle me to all this other stuff. You know, it's like yeah. chasing that, chasing that upper portion. But um, no, I would say it's probably something like cognitive distance where they're fighting it within their own mind. They're, they're like, like trying to wow, gaslight like themselves. Yeah. I've just been fucking had again because it's their second pyramid. <laughs> you know, they're like, wait a minute. This time I said it would be different. <laughs> and their wife, their wife's like, can I park in the garage this winter, Henry? And he's like, no, I've got shakes in there. Okay. Now you said you were going to call your brother and see if you wanted some shakes. <laughs> so they get into this, they get into this, this cycle. Uh, you know, I, I have a, I have a relative who I think he might be falling. He's fallen for the Herbalife scam. He might be getting involved in another pyramid scheme as we speak. I'll talk to you about him off the podcast, but uh, right. um, it might be his second time falling for one of these scams. But again, he fits the profile. Man unhappy with his job, uh, who's making a decent paycheck, but it's probably not enough to, to do exactly what he wants to do. And he's looking for a way out. He's looking for, it's like people who buy self-help books. Like Warren Buffett doesn't have a shelf in his house filled with self-help books, okay? Like maybe one or two is fine, right? But Jeff Bezos does not have a shelf in his house filled with self-help books. Like that's not how you do it. If you're if you see yourself buying like a self-help book, you know, twice a year, three times a year, <laughs> yeah. You've got problems. I agree. You've got issues. You know what I mean? I agree. Um uh so, you know, and again, we're not trying to shit on anybody out there, but we want you out there, folks, to be aware that these institutions exist because this is the United States and they have the right to exist. And I, <laughs> and I will defend and I will defend to the death. <laughs> I will defend to the death. <laughs> I will defend to the death. The right for anybody to start a, a multi-level marketing scheme. You want to you want to sell stuff to, to to people. I will draw arms in, in defense of your right to do that. Truly, I will. I will. You know, if the government says, "Hey, we need to start cracking down on these pyramid schemes," I'm gonna say, "You back the fuck off." This is America. <laughs> these people want to sell protein shakes at three times the price. That's that's their prerogative, buddy. Um, but you should be aware of it, and and. You should get 
you should get the <laughs> intuition to where when you see one coming, it's it's in the back of your head, right? It's like you 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 know what I mean? Like you yeah. see one coming and you're like, this is a, I'm I'm being fucking had. You know what I you know? That's the feeling you should get when you're almost like when you go to a carnival, like you you play a carnival game at Cedar Point or a carnival, you're like I know this fucking game is rigged so that I don't win. Like, I know it. That's, yeah, the that's hoop is, is small. Yeah. Yeah, like, I know I'm not going to win. I'll give it a shot. It's, you know, maybe I can get the big animal, maybe get laid tonight. But you're not probably going to get the giant stuffed animal. The game is rigged against you. And I think that's what uh, I'm trying to communicate to the public out there with these pyramid schemes. Um, do your research. There's tons of videos out there for, uh, for you and information. Um, same thing with Ponzi schemes. The problem with Ponzi schemes is you could be in one. You don't even know you could have your money, you know, you could have your money invested with a company who's, you know, investing your money for you and they're investing it in some, some fucking junk company. I mean, you don't know. Mm. Um, but you know, keep, keep an eye on it and, and do the best you can. Right, Jim, any, any final words? We get to that point. How much time I- do we have left? I think not even close. I think uh, in a world that's 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 uh, obsessed with like instant gratification and like making money now for an easier way of doing business, um, that's why things like this could thrive. Um, yeah, I think that there's something to be said about not fun, like the get rich quick schemes, whether it's like oh I'll become an influencer or. I'll start my own. I'll go, I'll move to Hollywood and become an actor or actress. Like th- those, those, uh, you know, follow your dreams to a certain point, but also recognize that the tried and true methods are tried and true for a reason. And um, trying to delve down like, and, and walk out on a limb on these crazy um, things that sound almost too, like too good to be true. They are usually. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and yeah, I mean, People have to understand that nobody out there is getting rich for nothing. I mean, it's, it's, um, but like you said, I mean, we live in the, we live in the, the world of instant gratification. So, um, but yeah, suss the stuff out, get a, get a taste for it, know what it is, and then you'll be able to guard yourself against it or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Or hey, don't try it's to be America. the top one. Try to be the try to be the top one percent of Amway and make a hundred thousand dollars a year. I mean, it's possible. Somebody's got to fill that top one percent. Why not be you? Mm-hmm. Uh, I tip my hat to you at that point. But uh, uh, yeah. So, folks out there, be on your guard and be wary. Be wary of what uh, what comes your way. And remember. If Mike in the stupid math class could suss out a pyramid scheme, I believe you could too. And as always, thanks for listening. This was a tall glass of podcast. Cheers. Cheers.